Hey, we're back. Another uh, 70-20 podcast and or YouTube video, depending on where you're finding us. Uh, but we're really excited about tonight. Um, I don't know if you've ever <sighs> challenged yourself to something, you know, and really – Hopefully. Uh, well, I think a lot of people do. And uh, we're going to talk about a challenge tonight that you went through uh, and I tried to go through. Uh, but but I really want to also talk a little bit about this idea of challenges and mm-hmm. this idea of promises you make to yourself and keep yeah. or don't keep and what you're really sort of training yourself to do and be uh, yeah. if you can't do that. So with that said um, – we're going to talk about a program called uh, 75 Hard, and I think you could really insert any difficult program here, right? But we're going to talk about – Maybe. I think that's kind of why it's special, but we'll get it, into it. It is certainly special, and it is different, but I, I think the sense of – Like, a, like there's, a, there's a reason for the, for the things in this one. Sure. No doubt mm. about it. Uh, but I think the sense of accomplishment of doing something very difficult yeah. and the value that that ultimately brings to you is very similar. Mm-hmm. Uh, my wife right now is on a really uh, interesting diet, and it's um, – Basically, curry and a whole bunch of other stuff that we never cook with. <laughs> so my house smells very interesting. Yeah, uh, but it's delicious. But it's delicious. And um, and she went to so we went to Crested Butte over the weekend skiing, and it was um, man, it was great. We rented a huge house. You know, there was uh, we had friends and family up there, and of course, you know, we're all. Uh, there's a place called the Stash Pizza. I don't know if you've ever been to Crested Butte, but yeah. pizza mm-hmm. there is amazing. Mm. And uh, so we had pizza. We had, um, you know, there may or may not have been some Moscow mules. Uh, and you ever so, been to Bones? Did you ever go there when you were? Uh, I have not. It's like this little uh, Dia de los Muertos Tex-Mex place. Nice. Super cool. Anyway, nice. sorry. Anyways, so, so we have all of this amazing food, right? And she is in the middle of this uh, two-week sort of kickstart where you really have to be hardcore about it. And uh, she managed to not eat – Anything. Hmm. She did it. She had her little uh, Tupperware bowl with her food pre-made in it, ready to rock and roll. She didn't eat or drink anything. And um, one of the really important parts about this particular program that she's in is she has an accountability coach in Slack, which Slack is awesome for this kind of stuff. And she has to tell this person every single thing she ate that day. And uh, I think that's made the real difference for her. But it it is this sort of idea of you've made a promise to yourself – and uh, are you going to keep it? Right. And I would I would almost argue that your associations with why you do it and the big why of it uh, is really important. But sometimes that's really – in other words, if you say, well, I'm going to do this little thing, sometimes the little thing doesn't have a why big enough associated with it. Mm-hmm. That That's one of the reasons why you sort of bail on it because you right. really want to do it in the first place. Yeah. And now you're two weeks into it and it's like, why am I doing this? Right. So, but uh, but you, to your point, seventy five hard is uh, a particularly interesting program, mm-hmm. uh, and you did it. I tried it. I'll tell you. I'll tell you about my experience. You can tell me about yours. But tell me a little bit about where you heard heard about the program and uh, and its structure and design. Okay. Um, yeah. So, fellow podcaster, entrepreneur, owns a company, um, several actually, and he has a podcast called Real AF. Used to be the MF CEO, but he started a new one. And basically just does I sense, I, sense a, I sense a theme in his naming. Yeah. 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 Mm. <laughs> Very controversial. Um basically the guy is just pull yourself up by your bootstraps and teach you how to build the MFCEO was all about how to build a business and okay. how to be an entrepreneur. Yeah. Um but the the dude's got some values. He's he's coming around as he ages to 
a more biblical, <laughs> you know, like conservative. But the dude used to just be like a had money and just had fun. Yeah. Um, but yeah. he's got a lot of views of the world that I really agree with. Yeah. And I love listening to him. And so, yeah, he created the program. And he just kind of has this knack for putting things into the world that just work. Right. That just, for some reason, they just are different from a lot of a lot of other things. And he, the reason he actually moved out of the the space of entrepreneurship is because he was just so fed up with like all these fake people who pretend to be entrepreneurs and really just want to sell you something. Yeah, like rent rent a couple Lamborghinis, right? And then yeah. uh, it's and, uh, and everyone in that space right. who ultimately doesn't have your best interest in mind. They're just trying to sell you something. That's right. He didn't want to be associated with that. So he he got out of it and started a podcast where he basically just talks about funny and what's happening in the world. So yeah, he created this program. Um, 75 Hard basically in a nutshell is a 75-day challenge where you um, work out twice a day. Once has to be outside. So that's uh, for 45 minutes. So you're working out for an hour and a half, half of it outside, no no exceptions. Um, yeah, no rain, alcohol. sleet, snow. Yep. Which experience at all. Which then you decided to do this obviously in the dead right. of winter. So. Yeah, <laughs> and fall. So. Yeah. Um, yeah, no alcohol. Read ten pages, physical pages a day. Um, gallon of water and stick to a diet. You can choose whatever diet. So for me, I already eat pretty clean, but mm-hmm. I tend to splurge on the weekends. So I just did no sugar. So I wasn't eating any dessert. I would still do like coffee creamer. Sugar is in everything. Yeah, no, it was just no added sugar. Right. Like I wasn't yeah. gonna. I wasn't gonna no do candy. any. Right. No. I yeah. would. I would take it easy. Like I wouldn't do syrup. But you know, you get the idea. So yeah, and the the biggest thing about it is you. You just have no cheat days. Like for two and a half months, you do nothing except mm. this program. And you walk or do your thing outside every day. Um, and you barely have time. And, and the point is you you get – my it's my second time. So the first time I also failed at about 50 days. Mm-hmm. Um, but you, you, I've gotten better at it. I got better at scheduling it this time. But it's still – there were so many nights where you're just 9 o'clock, 10 o'clock, and you're like, I still have to go do a workout and you just got to, and that's, that's the difference. Are you willing to actually be like, holy shit, I forgot to do a workout. It's 10 o'clock at night. I'm going to go out and do it. Well, so, so let's back up about this yeah. program. What I, what I find is true about high performers and people who really <laughs> achieve something in their life mm-hmm. is they're always trying where most of us are seeking comfort, seeking easy path. These guys are trying to find the areas of resistance in their right. life, right? They're trying to find that area where they are just, yep. you know, like, oh, I don't know if I can do that. And then they go out and make themselves do it. i got a buddy of mine. His name is Dan. Um, and his <laughs> – we always sort of give him a hard time. Every time I see him, he's like, what, I could, did you climb a 14er today? Like literally. And he may have. That's the funny part about it. And so uh, when we were getting ready to leave uh, Crested Butte, um, he actually was uh, – skinning up a mountain. Do you know what skinning up yep. a mountain is? I, I just did it to the hut. You're insane. Okay. So, <laughs> so what they do is they take regular skis and they put uh, basically a skin or a rubber. Yeah. It's you like can't a, go back. Yeah. It's like hair. It's like, yeah, it's like hair. It's like velvet if you rub right. it the wrong way. Right. And, uh, and then they, then they walk ski up, a right. uh, up a mountain. They, they break though. Yeah. Mm. But, but they, they, they sort of, you know, it helps, you know, instead of sliding back and right. forth, you, you, you get to make traction. But, uh, but, 
at the crack of dawn, he climbs up the side of a mountain uh, just so he can get what would be a really relatively slow or fast ski down compared to your modern lifts where you literally go up the side of a mountain. Right. Um, and he does all this. Why? Um, and, and I've asked him several times, like, why? Because it's hard. Yeah. Because it's hard. That's why. Yeah. And these high performers, right, they, they try to find areas in their life where it's just if, – if they don't think they can do it, then that's annoying to them. Yeah. Right? And so this guy designs this program basically to, to hold himself accountable in all the yep. possible ways that he might either, um, <laughs> let's say, vent, right? He might um, – so for example, really rough day at work. I'm going to come home and have a drink right. and, and relax, yeah, right? Well, let's take that out. OK, that looks like that might be a crutch. Let's get yep. rid of that. Or, um, you know, I, I'm committed to working out, but some days I might go, some days I might not go. So let's just make it so I can never not go, mm. right? Let's also make it sure that uh, that even when it's as miserable as it possibly could be, rain, sleet, or snow, I still have to yeah, go, right? Exactly. Take away all the excuses right. as a way of testing yourself. And we've talked about this before, this idea of you don't know who you are really until you've been tested. Yep. And so it's so it, – it, it's – it's not lost on me that most people suffer from severe identity issues whenever they've lived their entire life avoiding being tested. Right. Of course they don't know. Right. They think they know. And there, there's something out there called the imposter syndrome. Are you familiar with the imposter syndrome? Kind of. It's sort of rampant. And basically even really, truly successful people um, have this sense that they don't belong there. Okay. Yeah. Like they're not good enough. Like they – if someone found out who they really were, right. they would be fired or canned or whatever, right? Because they're not really the person they pretend to be. Right. And a lot of that is because they haven't ever actually been tested. Yeah. And someone who's had a relatively easy life and, and, been, and even been successful, the, the success itself is not what's going to reinforce who you are. Yeah. It is the test that is going to reinforce who you are. Yeah, I kind of want to um... – I want to use that and just tell a quick story real quick because sure. I've been – like I was saying – what, what we do here on podcast. We, yeah, tell, we tell relatively quick tell stories. Tales. <laughs> <laughs> I was telling you before we started recording that um, when I saw this on the on the schedule for today, I kind of started thinking about it. And I was excited because I've, I've learned a lot. But what I'm realizing is I'm, I'm in the middle right now of – completely tearing apart my home and redoing all the floors and like between yeah, the looks, studs it kitchen. looks phenomenal Thank by you. the way yeah um and that has been really interesting it's also really hard and i didn't anticipate how much work it was going to be and i'm doing it all myself yeah. so it's it's super it's super fun to learn but long story short what i was thinking about today is for, for the past okay so i'm going on about a month of, of doing this and it, I've been in and out of having a stove. I've been in and out of having a, a kitchen sink. Sure. Haven't had a, a sink for a week and a half. And it just got to the point in the last two weeks where I'm like, okay, this, this is no longer really fun because <laughs> I don't have – like my life is becoming right. really challenging right. because of this. So today I, I woke up and I kind of had a really slow day with work. So I decided that I was just going to work on my house uh, most of today. So I, uh, I'm working on it and it's just one, like no matter how much I, I think something is going to go one way or I'll have these amount of things done by the end of the day, I never do. And then <laughs> when I actually finish them, 
Sure. I look back and and because I know I actually I didn't rush through it. I I just was patient and no matter how many times I'm like, "Oh, I really thought I was going to seal my countertops today so I could put my sink in. I didn't, but that's okay cuz I'm taking my time with it." And I always end up stepping back and looking at it and being like, "Wow, I've I've it's it looks amazing and I've I can see all this detail that no one that no one will ever see but I know." Like, you know, mm-hmm. like I painted behind the cabinets or did all these things that that build character and that and that make it so that I I can take pride in it. And and that's what I'm kind of relating to 75 hard because that's what the program is about. It's about constantly envisioning your life going one way, actually being met with the chance to to uh to do it and to take action and it going a complete other way and you still making the best of it. Mm-hmm. And as cliche as that might sound, 75 hard taught me it taught me a lot about necessity it taught me that i'm doing it with all sorts of things now because i understand what it takes to build necessity but above all else it taught me that the struggle and the constant letdown because you're defeating your expectations and yet still putting in the work even though you're let down Mm -hmm. and then finishing the task and stepping back and looking at what you've created is is what is what it's about. And and I just think a lot of people are going to quit when it gets hard. And uh, a lot of people are going to say, you know what, okay, it's time to call a professional because clearly I can't get this done myself. Well, so so two Fell things. Yeah, so, so two things. One is this idea of necessity. Mm-hmm. And uh, we, we talked um, as you were in the middle, I think actually just as you were getting started with the 75 hard, and it was this question of can you manufacture yeah. necessity? So what does that mean? Uh, it means can you create necessity when when life doesn't actually create it for you? Right. So, for example, paying your rent is a necessity that's just created essentially by the fact that they're not giving away free houses anywhere. Um, let's say uh, paying for your utilities, going to work is a necessity because, as it turns out, that's the way you get money to do all of these things. So these are all necessities that exist as a, as a function of our the way our society is essentially assembled. Yeah. Right? You didn't have any choice in those. You didn't make them. Um, but this idea of, 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 of starting something and saying this is a necessity, mm-hmm. uh, and when you start that, actually achieving it. Right. right, because what one thing we talk about in seventy five or in seventy twenty is the idea of the necessity effect, mm-hmm. which is to say that in the Bible it says that God will meet your necessities, and I actually believe that. Uh, what I don't believe that we're very good at doing as humans is manufacturing necessity. So as a result, God sort of meets our minimums and they stay our minimums because we don't know how to manufacture a new minimum. Mm-hmm. And what I loved about 75 Hard, and I think one of the biggest lessons that you learned, because we've we've talked about it as you came out of the program, was the idea that you could manufacture a necessity. Yeah. And the reason why we know this is because it's a hard program. It's 75 days long and you can't quit. There's no breaks. There's no cheat days. There's none of that. You are in it for the long haul. And here's the worst part about 75 hard. If you slip up a day on the 74th day, if you blow it, you start over again. One of the tasks. Right. Just one of them. Just, oh, you forgot to read today or you didn't quite get a gallon of water in. Right. Um, and and the other interesting thing, dynamic of seventy five hard is that you are uh, the accountability person, right? You could right. easily lie, and you could say, "Hey, uh, no, I totally did that," but you know, right? 
And that that's the real power of 75 Hard is yeah. training yourself to understand that you can create a necessity. Exactly. And that when you create necessities over time, those things become um, – they, they become – tools, mm-hmm. right? That you sort of, you become aware of your innate, now you have this ability. Right. And, and, and now the question is, what's your next necessity? You and I, you talk a lot about, uh, the competency model, right? So the, the thing about seven, the 75 hard is it, it really took about 75 days to get the necessity down. It, you, right. I mean, even, even though I was creating necessity every day, you're, it doesn't click in your mind until really about those two and a half months after you do it and you're like, okay, I understand now what it takes to get me from here to here and, and to push through that. So, and, th- and that's why I think the time for 75 hard is so crucial. Right. Because it seems a little arbitrary. Sure. Um, why 75? Because it's a long freaking time. When you get to the end of it, you, <laughs> you, you really realize that it was a really long time and it also pushed you further and into that place of necessity a lot quicker than you would have done if you just continued mediocrely going about your days and your challenges and how you handle them. You know what I mean? When you when you take two and a half months and you create necessity every single day, I think you're going to learn that a lot quicker than you would if you just spent day after day for 10 years doing you know the minimal to create necessity. Right. Because well, it's, it's going to cr- take a while. You're not creating any new necessity. Correct. You're not actually creating it. It's – Right, uh, the, the the jolt that seventy five hard creates. But I think you've learned how to create necessity um, without the program. That's yeah. what I'm saying. It's just it maybe took a lot longer. Yeah, no, no doubt about it. Right, it's a way. It's a way to jumpstart right. your realization that you can create necessity. Right. Well, one of the things that uh, there's a guy. Um, he's a really. Uh, if I could find him, Miles Beck, Beckler, I think is his name. He's a fellow YouTuber, mm-hmm. and uh, he was sort of nobody for. He had a. Uh, channel for about two years, I think, and mm-hmm. nothing was going on. And then he committed to making a uh, hundred video, or rather, a uh, video every single day mm-hmm. for a hundred days. Mm-hmm. So for a hundred days, he made a video every single day. He had to come up with a topic. He had to produce it. He had to publish it. He had to get it out there. It had to be mm-hmm. sort of worth watching, right? right? Uh, and and his uh, his numbers exploded. His numbers exploded, and I. I th- I think that that's sort of just generally true in life, that once you sort of realize that you can do something. Yeah. Um, and what I like about 75 Hard, it's not about losing weight. Right. Right? It's not about getting fit. It, it actually has no intrinsic value whatsoever other than to teach you. Grit. Okay. Now, here, here's, here's why I think that's so incredibly important. As you take your guy, the guy who did, did, did the 100 videos, he had no idea whether or not it would create audience. Right. He had no idea whether or not it would help or, or make his channel better or whatever. He had no idea. And like, like your example of your kitchen, you know you're going to be able to finish that. Right. You know you are. You don't I – mean, timing to your point has been a little – who knows, right? Things take longer than you thought they did. They were harder than you thought they were. But you're, but you're willing to put in uh, the work and at the end of that, you know you're going to have a kitchen. Right. So, so that provides you enough sort of pull through, right? right? Because you know you're going to have this thing. But you sort of – if you're really going to be successful at life, you've got to figure out how to create pull through when you – have no guarantee of outcome. Right. Right. And that's what I love about 75 hard is it, is it, and other programs like it and other promises you might make yourself, right? Like I'm going to put out a hundred videos a day for us. We've, we've, we have said this year, we will absolutely put out a video every Monday and Thursday. Uh, we're going to do it every single Monday and Thursday. And we're not going to miss. Right. 
And uh, that creates certain sort of logistical and, – and I don't know what that's going to – it may yield nothing. We may get no new subscribers. Right. Uh, we may get no additional watch time. We may not increase in ranks anywhere. But I think sort of these these big goals in life, because they're so big and so far out there, you have got to be content with doing the steps every single day yeah. and not really knowing. Right. I heard someone say uh, today – and they said, they said, what's funny is, is people think that, um, you know, your return on effort is sort of, uh, uh, it's a linear path. Like, mm-hmm. you know, you're always adding two blocks and slowly but surely moving towards your goal. And she said, no, not really. It's more like a hockey stick in that for a very long time and yeah. for a long bit of effort, there is nothing. Right. There's no feedback loop. There's no positive feedback whatsoever. And then suddenly it sort of hockey sticks up and out of your overnight success after you Spend about three right. years really grinding on it. But what people don't talk a lot about is those three years of not knowing and, and not having that connection to right. success. And so when we talk about doing visioning in 1720, what we talk about is creating a vision for your life that requires a God gap. And the God gap basically just means that you could not make it happen if you wanted to, yeah. right? Like you don't really know how you're going to get from there to here. Right. So whether that is uh, you want to have a generational home in the mountains for your family, right? You want that and you may make minimum wage right now. So how are you going to get there from here, from, from here to there? You don't know. But you sit down and you said you really feel like that's something that you want to create. You want to create a generational place, a space for your family because maybe you were homeless or you knew what it was like to almost be homeless. You didn't want anybody to ever experience that again in your lineage, mm. <laughs> right? Sure. And so you create that vision. But you don't know how you're going to get from here to there. The, the trick that we're talking about here is, is so you give that vision to God. You create that God gap and say, God, and, and he doesn't tell you no. You know, he's not saying, well, I really would prefer you to go over here. And it, and it fits within the realms of, you know, have no other gods before me and love your neighbors yourself. So you're good there. So so you create this vision and you give it to God. You pray about it. And now the hard part sets in. Right. Because you're going to have to do those tasks. Yeah. The ones that don't look like they're going anywhere. You that know, doesn't look like it's going to attach to anything. The cool thing – the 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 thing in that we're talking about right here that really connects in my mind is the whole concept of win the day, and mm. and that is it's everything you're talking about right now. It's everything with seventy five hard, and ultimately any any sort of visioning that you do for your life is all about one step. And we we actually were just ta- I was talking about this with uh, one of the guys in in the group who was asking me if I had a New Year's resolution, and I was because it's you know it's just past the New Year's, and I basically told him I'm like you know no. Because I I live I try to live in this constant space of of New Year's resolutions where every day I'm trying to do something. And I think that's why you see ninety-nine percent of people stop their New Year's resolution by February because they're so focused on that end goal that they're not they're not when when it starts to get fuzzy and when things to stop aligning the way they thought it would, they stop taking a step. Yeah, so so having goals, I, I think there's a st- statistic out there, and I, f- I won't get it exactly right, but it's about 75% more likely to achieve it if you write it down. Right. right. And so I'm with you, um, I, I, except for I want to say it, it's still very important to have a goal. Yeah. Right, but to your point, if you focus on the goal – then, then you're going to get really frustrated when you're in that long flat period right. before the hockey stick starts yeah. to take effect. If you win every single day, there's no way you're not going to win in life. You know what I mean? That's that's the point. That's yeah. that's the thing that clicks in my head because I'm like, I don't know when that 75 days is going to come. Here I am at day 40 and I want to quit and it feels like it's never going to come. Here I am at day 60 feeling the same thing. But you just keep waking up every single day. 
and you you know you're like oh another day has passed another day check another day off my off my uh, notes and eventually you get there not because you knew exactly when it was going to come or what it was going to feel like but because you won 75 days before that and here's the end goal that you get as a reward that's exactly right if if you if you continually win every single day with no idea what the end vision is going to be, but just knowing that you're heading towards that because you're taking the path of greatest resistance. Well, let, let me let me make a little adjustment to that. Mm-hmm. I think you have an end vision. I think you have to have one of those, right? But but what I would say is is that uh, then you set it, you give it to God, and mm-hmm. you set it aside. Yes, right. You set that end vision aside, and then you focus on winning the day. Right. Yeah. That's because fair. because I believe that that once you've had your conversation, your vision conversation with God, I believe he will bring you those challenges. Right Now, and like we've said before, um, what's interesting is uh, you're not the kind of person who has a generational home in the mountains because you're not that kind of person. Right. If you were, you would have it, right? And so we've talked about that before. And so what's going to happen is, is that those things that God brings you are probably going to be resistance. You're yeah. going to feel resistance towards them because it, it's going to change you right. and change – you know, it creates resistance in you. So to your point, if you're willing to just win that day, yeah. win, oh, there's resistance? Oh, no, no, that's not gonna, that's not gonna, I'm gonna not let that last in my life. I'm gonna attack that, right? right? So there it is, I'm gonna kill it, right? And I think if you do that, God's gonna bring you the appropriate opportunities uh, for ultimately for you to get your goal, yep. right? Because you talk, to, you talk to him about it, right? Totally. You told him, hey, this is what I'm really dreaming of. And he wants to give you the desires of your heart, assuming you're in line with the desire, his desires for your heart. And I got to tell you, I, there, there's no reason why God wouldn't want you thinking multi-generational, <laughs> right? right? So, so anyways, long story short, I really like what you said there, which is just to win the day, yeah. right? Uh, give, uh, define a vision. And, I, and we did a podcast not too long ago, like, how are you going to treat this decade? And I, I would just encourage people to not have New Year's resolutions, but really have a decade resolution. Mm. Have a decade resolution. What's it going to look like? What do you, if you could dream your biggest dream, what would it look like in 10 years, yeah. right? And why? Be- because decades far enough out for you to have no idea how you're going to get there and for you just to start to do the work. Right. Right. And um, so anyways, l- love Love that. I will. I did promise uh, the listeners uh, that I would tell them what happened to my 75 uh, hard journey. I did quit sort of in the middle, and um, I, I wasn't particularly happy about that. Uh, one of the things that sort of really bothered me uh, about it was uh, it just – I struggled with the fact that I didn't make it the, the necessity it should have been, mm. right? And I didn't attach the appropriate value to the outcome. And uh, I, it's worth noting I'm back. Uh, today is day one of 75 hard for me. Nice. And uh, I will be going uh, – I, w- I will get through this thing. And uh, you got your workouts done today? Uh, I did. Good. I just got back from the gym. It was, uh, it was – I just barely squeezed it in but was able to get it, get it done. And uh, But I'm excited, man. I, I really am. I can't wait to uh, – I, I, like you've said, I've learned to make necessities in other ways. But they've always been really tied to some sort of outcome. Yeah. And I'm just interested to see in myself. Yeah. Can I make – a necessity not attached to a goal. One of the things you said after um, – Or benefit, I should say, not necessarily you, a goal. You stopped doing it a couple months ago. I, I remember you saying um, – I think it was the weekend you guys were all up doing something. Yeah. And you drank or something and yeah, that was something it. Yeah, something like that, yeah. But when you came back, you said uh, after that you had gone and gotten like some ice cream or some dessert or something and that it didn't feel good. Like it didn't – No. It wasn't no, it was like – it, it, And that's – that's yeah. the point, yeah. you know, because you 
what you're what you're telling yourself and and the options that you're telling yourself that are better for what you what you know than challenging yourself right when you're the type of person that you are <sighs> or you're the type of person that I am Dude, I it that. doesn't feel good no I love that so so because the challenge feels good because you stand back and you look at the hardship that it took and yep. you say it sucked and I did it. That's exactly it, you, you right. Don't, if you don't work, you're yeah. not going to get any results, or that's, you're not going to so have good. any gratitude. That's so good, you know. Yeah, I don't know. That's I that that stuck with me because I, I can't tell you how many times I wanted to quit through it, and and I heard I heard you saying that over and over again yeah. because uh, my first go to is ice cream or like you know high chews or something. It's it's just like. But it sucks. Even even now, when I think uh, like I, I work hard on my kitchen, or I'm like I'm gonna have a beer, it's great. Like I, I I like my beer. But unless I really worked and unless I really did something to deserve it, it sucks. Like if right. I just wake up and I'm like, oh, it's Saturday, I'm gonna chill. It's not the same. And and that's that's the difference. Mm-hmm. If you're if you're not working and you're not act- actively challenging yourself all the time, do whatever you want. But the the better the feeling that you get when you when you sit there and you say I earn this is ten times better and that's what I want. Yeah, so. we're, we're going to close on that. I, I just I really love that because I think you're always having this dialogue with yourself, yeah. right? And and somehow or another, there's something in you trying to convince you that that alternative path is actually better. Yeah, and it's so sad mm. when you get off of your goal and you do that thing, right? And it's not better. It's not. Never is. And man, I'm thinking about people who may be thinking about cheating on their marriage. I'm thinking about Mm. people who are making really big decisions. Yeah. The kind of decisions that once you make that choice, you don't get to come back from it. And it's the same lie, man. It's it's out there telling you that this easier path is going to make you happier, and it just does not. It really doesn't. And so, man, stay in there. Fight the hard fight, man. Find the re- find the places of resistance in your life. Uh, we said, uh, you know, one of the phrases that we use here is on the other side of the cro- on the other side of the cr- uh, the cross is your salvation. Yeah. And that's so true for your big salvation going to heaven, but it's also true for your tiny salvations, your tiny sanctifications, right? On the other side of pain and suffering and challenge and hardship is your salvation, right. man. And I just, if you guys have made some New Year's resolutions, I know we're somewhere in the middle of February right now, or you may be listening to this even later, or excuse me, January, and you say. may be listening, right? You may be listening to this even later than that. Man, hang in there, guys. Yeah. It is worth it to achieve a goal just for the goal sake. Absolutely. Even if it never equals anything bigger, it is worth it to say that I can create necessity in my life. Yep. Not only that, but you took the path that 99% of the people aren't doing. Man, no kidding. Well, uh, listen, if you guys have gotten any value out of this podcast, we just ask, uh, you know, if you would help us out and share this with someone Mm. that you know or love or might need to hear this particular message. You know, we don't do any advertising or anything like that. We're just out here trying to make the world a little bit a better place. And you'll help us by uh, sharing this podcast with your friends. That make their lives a little bit better and uh, the world a little bit better place and help us with our mission. Absolutely. Uh, Also, you can find, uh, if you want a really easy way to share that, it's actually 7020.org forward slash podcast. From there, you can find links to literally everything, whether they want to listen to it on Spotify or they want to listen, watch it on YouTube or wherever they may want to find this podcast, uh, they can certainly go there and find all of our various links to it. Of course, we also have the 7020, uh, dot, our 7020.org uh, Facebook page. Mm. Lots of great stuff coming out there. Insta. A lot of our uh, blog posts get po- posted over there. Those are sort of more in-depth, yeah. a little bit more reflective. If you enjoy reading instead of listening, I know a lot of people do. Um, I, I do whenever I'm in bed. It's kind right. of nice. Wife's asleep. It's a good time to read. Um, that's a great place to do that. So if you 
you'll just help us out and uh, and find us and like us and uh, connect to us so we can connect to you uh, and continue to give you this kind of contact content. We would really appreciate it. I uh, hope everybody has a great time, and we will see you next time on the 7020 Podcast. Later. Later. Later.